You don't have to look far to find people with innovation, passion and community trust. They're the ones who are working hard to respond to the challenges faced by local people. In this Changing Places podcast, you'll hear from local people from across the UK who are creating solutions to local issues. I'm Alex from Unlimited, the folks behind this podcast. I'm from Stoke and I work with resilient communities in North Staffordshire. I'll be the one taking you on this journey. In each episode, you'll visit a different local community in the UK to hear how they're changing their part of the world for the better. In this episode, we're in Dundee in Scotland with social entrepreneur Andrew Batchelor, who lives and breathes Dundee. So much so, he's dedicated his professional life to promoting the city through his social enterprise, Dundee Culture. It's a social media brand that showcases Dundee to the world. Coming up, Andrew speaks to fellow social entrepreneurs, Danielle Duplou from Opportunity, a social enterprise for adults with additional needs, and John Alexander from the innovative organisation Alexander Community Development. They talk about how they're contributing to Dundee's bright future. But first, Andrew tells you why he's Dundee's number one fan. Hello listeners, I'm Andrew Batchelor and today we're in my amazing home city of Dundee, Scotland. Dundee, well where can I start? What an incredible little city which sits on the banks of the River Tay in the northeast of Scotland. They say that the city has a Goldilocks effect. It's not too big, it's not too small. It's a city that is just the perfect size. A city that has a population of 149,000 and it's a city that is going through quite a lot of nice and incredible changes. Once a city known for Duke Jam and journalism now has turned into a city of arts, design and culture. We are the UK's first UNESCO city of design we are home to Scotland's first design museum, the Fiona Dundee, and we have created amazing things that have contributed so much to life around the world in terms of design. We created Grand Theft Auto, which is one of the best video games of all time, and we have also created The Dandy, Your Willy, and of course The Beano, all comic books, with The Beano being one of the best-selling comic book series of all time. Dundee is a city which has contributed so much to health and science. We became the first place in the world to effectively eliminate hepatitis C and also discovered breakthroughs in ways to stave off COVID-19. But what makes Dundee one of the best places in the world to me and one of the best places to live in Scotland? The people. I say you should never underestimate a Dundonian because the people who have been born here, who have lived here and who have contributed to Dundee, both past and present, are incredible bright, smart and awesome. And even now, there are people in Dundee doing incredible things and the community spirit that Dundee has is fantastic. And don't just take my word for it, take it from a local Dundonian, Dundee street poet Gary Robertson. What does Dundee mean to me? I would never leave. I just love it. The history, the rough edges, but mainly the people. The people are incredible. So friendly, always want to hear laugh and really welcoming people into the city and there's a lot of creative people in the tune doing music, writing, art. So it's great to encourage them and especially the youngins just to say, get up there. If you enjoy doing something, whether it's writing, poetry, football, dancing, whatever, go for it. What a great example of a Dundonian like Gary. Very passionate about where they come from. Thank you, Gary. There's a great load of community spirit that we have here in Dundee. And there is many great examples of these who have made an impact. And today you'll hear from two of them, John Alexander and Daniel Deplu. 
John Alexander runs Alexander's Community Development, which was set up in 2020. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, he has showed his community spirit by helping out individuals and groups with food packages. He also helps introduce youngsters into the trade of painting and decorating with his other social enterprise, Alexander Painter and Decorators, which he set up in 2002. The first thing I was wanted to ask you is, how did you start Alexander Community Development? Where did it come from? I started my journey as a young apprentice. And I think it's great to give back and just to help others. And to me, giving or giving somebody the chances, it's, it's, it's better than any money. It's just, it's a great feeling. It's just something of the come across a barrier and kind of seeing them work it out. And uh, it gives me just a great pleasure. And from that, I worked on how I could expand into helping not just young people get into the building trade, but start to help some older people who maybe retired from the trade, the building trades, maybe a bit early and uh, have suffered some mental health issues, but still had a lot to give. And that, well, that was the main reason for Alexander's community development. Obviously, during the pandemic, we've had a lot of people who have went out and did a lot of good stuff for the community. Well, and obviously, you are, the, are a good example of somebody from Dundee who has stepped forward and helped out others. So what kind of things have you done during the pandemic, just to get a bit more insight? Once COVID happened and the lockdown kicked in, I started helping some of the local food banks myself, myself and Cara, the centre manager. And that's where I kind of seen logistics to me because I've been in trades and I've organised staff for a lot of years in my, my health and safety background. I started putting a wee system in place for the, the food security networks. And there's 25 local food banks who led by Dundee City Council. A lot of these volunteers, staff and a lot. So I put a wee, just a wee structure in place. Then we become the distribution centre, and from basically March last year to now, just 500,000, uh, half a million pounds worth of food has went through our doors. We support the groups with, we store it as, a, as basically as the food hub. We, we deliver out PPE. We give the food banks an equal share of the food that's supplied for Dundee City Council. And, and it's great to see this. The, what, what Dundee's done is, a, is brilliant. It's just great that, it brings a smile to my face all the time. And knowing the region is that we'll have these food banks, but just how they've all mocked in together. People that were furloughed have been helping, and a lot of the volunteers have been struggling themselves, but they're going the extra mile there. I think of COVID as there's anything, it's gave over communities back. And for a lot, a lot of people, eh? it's, it's, been, it's been a challenge. And I think there's a bigger challenge with mental health issues to come out of this, but it's been a pleasure to be a part of helping others and being able to do something that to me was so simple, Andrew, but it was great to others, eh? and it makes yeah. me smile. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. And I think what you're doing with the community is absolutely inspiring and, you know, it's, it's brilliant. And what ambitions do you have um, for the future for Alexander Community <laughs> Development and what do you hope to see maybe like post-pandemic? We've actually put in planning permission for a building, which is uh, it's coming in about 1.6 million and we're looking this will be a huge training centre that will continue to help with the food distribution and will continue as COVID kind of ends we'll should be going into more health and safety advice for the groups but we're looking just for a grow, a grow Alexander's community development I believe that this model should be moved to Glasgow, Edinburgh we're in talks with uh, someone down in England way, also in Wales Actually, the Chapman Wales is another unlimited ward winner. And my ambition is to grow this 
get the model right, build the building, get it in other areas, get it helping others. That is a brilliant ambition. I really hope, I really hope that this comes, that comes to fruition and it's brilliant. Every, I believe that everybody, that they have a little, we all have some self-doubt, but I think if we could, I kind of always talk about when you walk past a beautiful garden, all these beautiful garden had weeds and that's the same with our thoughts. We've got negative thoughts. We've got to chip away at the weeds and our mind, the negative thoughts, get them out and then, then grow. Everything is possible. I think everybody should do the same. The, the logo for Alexander's community development is no problems, only solutions. And I think when you sit down, you could get around anything. And together, the more people that are doing the great things, the better it is. Or bringing a smile to other people's faces. One of the things, Andrew, that always, when we're on holiday, we seem to say good morning, afternoon to people. How do we not do it here when it, I know it's cold in the mornings up in Dundee, <laughs> but even when somebody's like, good morning, it's just a, a quite a simple thing. And for the law of attraction, what, what we could change the world there. Thanks, John. Now we talk to Danielle Deplu, who is the manager of Opportunity, a local non-profit organisation from Dundee. I'd like to firstly like ask you, like, what is Opportunity and what's your role involved in, in, in doing Opportunity? I will try to keep it short because uh, sometimes I can waffle on a bit. Um, <laughs> Opportunity is a social enterprise that I founded along with my husband in 2015. We're a registered community interest company, which is basically our assets and our profits are locked. We work with individuals with additional needs, autism and mental health barriers. I think a lot of people maybe misunderstand or or aren't aware with social enterprises. And that's why we wanted to be registered as a social enterprise to kind of change the way people view charities, the way people view businesses. And we saw social enterprises kind of in between where we want to be able to be sustainable long term. Sometimes we have ideas, which which is brilliant, but we also need to think about how they're going to sustain themselves because it's all good if we have ideas and we we make a difference but if we only have an impact for maybe six months or a year and then your project finishes after that it can have a bit of a detrimental impact on people when you've, you've given them a bit of a something and then it can't last so we offer a range of services that is all about empowering and giving purpose to these individuals we do this with creative weekly groups online support. We have a safe training cafe in the city centre and we have a gardening programme and we're just busy launching an advanced creative skills programme. Sounds brilliant and you talk there about people who have like autism and other disabilities and was inspiration of wanting to help others the the reason why you wanted to create it? How did it all go about? Yeah, that was the, the whole reason why why we started it was to provide support, personal reasons as well. I grew up with a brother and cousins with autism and we often found that there's still a lot of segregation. It's a lot better now. And then I worked as a support worker and I found that a lot of the individuals that I was working with had so much talent and so much to bring, but it was just being wasted maybe not wasted, but this wasn't being used. So I thought, right, we, we need to do something about this. So it took a while because things don't just happen, but it was a lot of research and a lot of collaborating, a lot of community work. And that's one of the things I really learned through opportunities. Community is so important and it's working together. 
everything that we do is trying to provide a platform that will help some someone's capabilities and someone's inner strength really shine bright. That's good. So Unlimited have helped you out with this. Um, what was it like going to them? What was the stages like to, to become eventually an award winner from, for Unlimited? It was kind of at the beginning stages we met with them and they understood my passion. They understood their vision. And we, we were very honest. We said, we've got a space. We've got this idea. However, I need to be able to also have a fund and have a wage. Otherwise, how, how are we going to survive? Because if not, I'm going to have to work somewhere else. They were really supportive and they, they were the first ones to give us a, a fund to actually pay for a wage, which is quite a difficult thing to come by. So that gave us that extra breathing space, was that, that massive breathing space so that I could just concentrate on developing the programs, developing the groups and just make, it, make the magic happen. And then we got additional sort of little pots here and there that would cover out things and like the cooking materials and the art materials and things. And with that, because we had it for a year, we were able to evaluate and record what we were doing. And with that data, we were then able to apply for a larger fund that would cover the the growth of the the business. I think if we didn't have it, it's, I, I don't know. Who knows where it would be, but it really helped us just to focus and give us that time to record and evaluate and experiment to then move on to the bigger projects. What are the bigger projects? Obviously, right now, it's a little bit different. We're not at our full capacity before. And when we do hopefully go back to some normality, we have one of our projects is called Weekly Warriors. So we have about 10 workshops in that, which includes creative art groups, jewelry making, sewing groups. And we started uh, a cooking skills group. We have a life skills program and we're busy adapting that as well. So it's just about giving someone a starting step to how to live independently and how to socialize safely to understand if someone's maybe abusing you in some way. And then our cafe called Serendipities. We have our training programs to that where individuals volunteer and we've got Upmix. Yes, that's our most recent project that we're working on. This is more specialized skills where we're trying to push skills a bit more with creative ways. So learning how to upcycle things, make things, woodwork, help them find either work with us or future jobs. And it's good to get an insight about what you do. And it's really, it's really exciting to see the projects and that to help others in the community. And how has the pandemic affected opportunity and your work personally? Yeah, well, like it's, it's really affected us quite a lot. The whole reason why we started was to help people. And what we found was the actual interaction and having a base and having a purpose really, really made a difference. So as soon as that was taken away, we had to really think of how, how we were going to still engage with people. But we found that we had to start from scratch after our individuals came back and our volunteers returned. Because you're just out of the loop. And when you're in a routine, you kind of learn ways to manage your anxiety. And, and for example, some of our individuals took ages to get out of the house. And then we eventually got them here and interacting. And it, it was brilliant. And then lockdown happened and it just shook everyone and we kind of had to start again. So in one way, the pandemic has, has really shown us and, and funders and the community of how important it is to be part of the community and how important it is to just have that space that's yours. We're looking forward to just a bit of normality and working with our guys because you can't beat that. 
But we have adapted in other ways. Our cafe managed to stay open. We've had to close a little bit and reduce that. Our volunteers are still helping in, in way every way that we possibly can, but still keep everyone safe. And the, the biggest way we've adapted is online videos mm-hmm. and online support. And it's just doing, just creating stuff that people can do at home, fun things, focusing on mental health, yoga. It's more so for people to see my group's still there. There's someone thinking about me. I'm not just forgotten about. We want to show that our members are still at the forefront of our brains and our minds that we're thinking about you every day. And that's the only way we can possibly do it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for that, Danielle. And I'm, I'm glad I've got the opportunity to talk to you about this. Thank you so much to John and Danielle. Two great examples of people in Dundee making an amazing impact and difference to our community. Individuals like John and Daniel are the reason why Dundee is the place that it is. I'm Andrew Batchelor and thank you for listening to the Dundee episode of the Changing Places Resilient Communities podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Changing Places, a podcast created by Unlimited, the Foundation for Social Entrepreneurs. We find, fund and support individuals to make a difference in the UK. This support includes grants and investment, one-to-one coaching and mentorship opportunities. We carry out research, tell stories of social entrepreneurs and their impact and influence policymakers to create a supportive world for the incredible work of social entrepreneurs. A big thank you to everyone who's contributed to this episode. To find out more about the organisations you heard, simply have a look at the show notes. For more information about Resilient Communities Project and the other programmes we deliver to support social entrepreneurs can be found at the Unlimited website, unltd.org.uk. Changing Places has been made possible thanks to the players of People's Postcode Lottery and is a Mike Media Production. <laughs>